Hello and welcome back to the IDC Tech Talk podcast. I am your host, Miles Dawson, and today we have a very special edition of the podcast for you. I have two guests with me today. First, we have Kathleen Sharp from IDC, and we're also very excited to welcome Neil Curtis, too, from NTT Global Networks. Hello, both. Hello, Miles. How are you? Hi. Hi. Uh, so I wonder if we could just go around the table and do some quick introductions. Kathleen, why don't you go first from your side? Sure. I'm Kathleen Schaub. I'm the Vice President in charge of the CMO Advisory Service at IDC. And I'm Neil Curtis, Vice President of Entity Global Networks, newly appointed into the role, responsible for, for full mix marketing for, for that brand across, across the world. Wonderful. So today we're going to be discussing content marketing and the growth of importance that this medium is having on the digital marketing budgets of um, vendor organizations. Our sister organization, IDG, recently did a study and found that 58% of tech marketers are expecting to increase their content marketing budgets next year. And in this era of digital noise, you really need the right strategy to cut through the competition and hit the mark in the right way. So Kathleen, I'd like to start with you. Um, how is IDC defining content marketing and the role it plays in our tech organizations? Well, we look at content marketing, actually content itself, as the voice of the brand when you're talking about digital marketing. So if you think about a human conversation, we speak with our voices, we listen with our ears. When you're talking about the digital conversation, you're speaking with content and you're listening with data. So content can really span the globe of, of any type of, of uh, asset that can be uh, promoted digitally. That would, in essence, be our definition. Absolutely. And um, what's the, um, and what would you say, Neil, is the, the role it plays? Is it, is, it, is it crucial role? Has it grown in recent years? Yeah, so for me, I mean, I'd, I'd just focus on my definition, really, which is it's about enabling customers to make informed engagements and purchasing decisions in my world. And it's important to focus on the, the customer enablement. Many organizations are talk about enabling sales, but it's all about focusing on the customer. And really over the last hundred years or so, the, the, the purpose of content hasn't changed. It's, it's you listen to the market, you communicate, you educate, and you need to do that with some degree of integrity. So transparency and honesty in, in that communication is key. I tend not to just focus it on digital content for me applies across all channels. Digital is just one of the mediums. And un understanding right from the beginning, if you're creating content, how are you going to measure whether it's going to be successful, whether it has been successful? You need to uh, establish those measurement criteria from the start, align that with the, the, the business outcomes you're projecting. You need to track the content, analyze it constantly through its life cycle. If you can create evergreen content, more's the better with a, a longer uh, time frame life cycle and optimize as you go through, through that journey, really. I would absolutely agree with Neil in terms of the purpose of it. Right now in IDC's tech marketing benchmark, this is a survey that we do every summer, we have seen content grow to be the third largest program spending category. It's now at 10.4% of the marketing program's budget on average. So this falls right behind the uh, advertising and events, which have historically always been the top two uh, spending. But content has just tremendously grown the amount of money that's being spent on that. So 
we also suspect that there is content spending being, you know, kind of lurking, I guess, in, in other categories like direct marketing. It could be as much as uh, a third of the, uh, of the total programs budget. So that's one area. Another area that we see that's really changed is the maturity of content marketing as a uh, function within marketing. So there used to be a lot of confusion around content marketing. While not everything is worked out, of course, many companies are more sophisticated in their ability to do content marketing and also uh, a lot of them can measure ROI at least on specific content pieces or in specific programs. I, I would say those are the two main things that we've seen change. And Neil, how about you? Have you seen any significant changes over the past few years in this area? Yeah, of course. I mean, agree with everything Kathleen has just said there in terms of the maturity of the processes, the, the relevance, the importance of content, and how companies and businesses are, are recognizing that now. But for me, um, you know, another consideration is this year volume of channels and routes to taking that content out to market and the immediacy of access to, to the data and information. Um, that's probably the, the biggest single change, the pace and rate of that change and how, how quickly people can access this information. You know, if one of our customers is, is, is in a buying journey, in a buying cycle, um, I guess we've all seen the stats, the, the analyst houses promote that they've, they've made 60, 70% of their, their decision-making processes made before they even contact a, a company such as NTT. That's made possible because of the volume, shift, volume and scale of information that's out in the market. Um, you know, the, the introduction of AI and, and machine learning in, into content decision-making processes as well. IDC utilized similar technology and certainly machine learning um, in their world for the IDC Biopulse, where you can, you can search out information from press releases, from job applications, and you can you can pull all this information together and make a, a, a prediction on when a contract might be coming up for renewal, or an area of strategy that's important to, and technology that's important to certain companies. Another change, which is a negative, really, is the amount of noise in the market. It's such a noisy market, so that drives you to focus on producing content that has a certain quality to it. And again, it comes back to adding value to your target audience. Mm -hmm. um, that's absolutely essential. You know, some of the most abused pieces of content on the market today are white papers, where companies are putting white papers out in their blatant advertorials themselves pieces and they shouldn't be that you know they should be a piece that educates and and the branding is by association and i think this is actually one of the key challenges isn't it because we were mentioning earlier about roi being an important uh, factor when you're doing this but at the same time as you mentioned so much of it is about customer experience it's about building that kind of customer trust which is a little bit harder to track as opposed to the hard numbers that you get from ROI. So do you think that increased focus on customer experience is making a difference about how people are expecting the outcomes and the way they're designing these content marketing pieces? I think one of, one of the points you need to consider is, you know, where do you start? Do you start with the content? You, do you start with the strategy? Um, content can be integrated with pretty much everything that you do. Um, in terms of pure content campaigns that, that we de develop, I, I start with a single question. I, I'll look for a killer question that's relevant to the market. And it's typically going to be 
um, a question that the market doesn't necessarily have an answer to or is interested in. So really the content is, that, and the development of the content is about researching and debating an answer to a market question. Um, a few years back, 2015-ish, uh, when the media were, were really focused on, on Snowden and the impact of Snowden, we came up with a question which was, um, has it actually changed anything? Has it changed the way CIOs or IT buyers make their purchasing decisions? So we conducted some research. Uh, the answer was yes, I mean, of course, and for the first time, sovereignty and location of data was very relevant and very important. Now, the interest that that, that piece drove was phenomenal. You know, you don't need to spend a lot of money on, on developing content, actually. If you get the content right, if it's relevant to a target audience, um, everybody in the company is, is a form of a source of content, actually. I'd like to build on that because one of the things that we've, uh, discovered is that there is almost a formula for a content marketing program that works. And one of them, the starting point, the foundation is really to start with a story like you were talking about, Neil, being able to have something that's really relevant, interesting, uh, data-based, and to be able to build that then into uh, a fairly uh, deep uh story, long pieces, white papers, info briefings, videos, things like that, and then be able to take pieces of that story, uh, make them into what we call snackables. So yeah. blog pieces, short videos, podcasts, you know, things like that. And then promote those uh, pieces through social media, email, etc. And be able, so, so you're kind of starting with that big story, like you were describing about the Snowden, building it into the snackables and then promoting it, and then you promote it backwards. You know, so that's that's a really good formula. And if you don't have a good story, like you were just describing, then nothing else is going to work. I don't care what your, you know, how good your, you know, execution is. You're yeah. not going to get the ROI. No, absolutely, and I think that's kind of important because I think it also aligns into into what classically you would talk about inside a, a B2B organization as the sales funnel or the customer journey, people are talking about it uh, now. And gone are the days when someone, you, you'll get a, a single person make, making a, a decision on, on a, a, a technology contract that could be in the millions or tens of millions. Um, you're looking at influencing not just single buyers, but buying committees. You know, there are groups of people that make these decisions now. And so typically you aren't just going to have one engagement at an event or one engagement via a download of a single piece of content. So it comes back to building that confidence and trust and building that story. So these these snackables that, that, that Kathleen referred to, these are part of a, a longer tail in, in the marketing world, called, we'll call it a nurture campaign where you're constantly dripping relevant and new content out into the market to draw attention to the next piece by association to your capability and your offering. Uh, and so that is that is critical. And you, of course, you, you, you metric each one, you measure the successes of each one. And also you're covering you know, many of the bases. You know, some people 
will will listen to a podcast. Some people will um, read blogs. Some people will look specifically for white papers. Everyone has a different channel, different medium that they prefer. We tend to, to do all of that, of course. We'll utilize content that we've created at our events. We'll have it running on screens on stands. We'll invite, you know, we've done some pieces with IDC and we've had the, the lead analyst from IDC in keynote theaters at events for us to talk through research. I don't think it's ever changed, but for some reason, companies love um, and people and the media love fresh research that's new. They love information about skills. They'll always be real, well received by, by the media and, and um, organizations. So there's kind of a formula in there. You know, there's there's some, some core fundamental con- content that will always perform well if you get that killer question right in the first place. I want to um, just bring up a couple other uh, points about customer experience because in our work on customer experience, we've seen another uh, additional focus of marketing. One is that uh, CMOs are starting to now think beyond leads. So we talked about the customer journey or referred to it. The customer journey extends beyond the purchase into the use of the products and also into advocacy. And so companies are now starting to have to produce content that goes beyond purchase and into sort of surrounding the whole use of the product and building advocacy. Um, Another thing that I've noticed and having to do with the customers themselves is the whole idea of how personalization of that content is changing. We talked about, you know, Neil mentioned, what's the format that somebody wants to listen to? Uh, That's an important variation, but also uh, the persona. So buying committees, you know, will involve, you know, line of business people, technical people, financial people, and about two thirds of companies we have found use personas very actively. Most of them, you know, personalization of content has been a goal that marketing has had forever. But now uh, with this recognition that you have to focus right on what that persona of that company wants to be, whether it's a line of business person or a technical or a financial person, you know, we find about two thirds of companies uh, are actively using personas um, and many of them not quite as well as they would like to. I think that's an area of struggle that's going to uh, continue to be something that marketers will work on for a while. Absolutely. So, um, Kathleen, do you have any other um, ideas about what the future holds um, beyond what we've just discussed? So I think that we're seeing uh, formats changing. So uh, we're seeing a move from uh, more written content to more visual content, so a lot more video. A voice as a interface is becoming more important. So we're hearing a lot more uh, voice being incorporated into into content. Uh, Just the whole way that artificial intelligence is going to uh, affect content is going to be something that we have yet to see. I think we can take some guesses at where it's going. Uh, Some people think that artificial intelligence is going to be a big producer of content. Uh, I'm a little less... Uh, cogn- 
uh, I'm a little less uh, confident that that's going to happen. We're already seeing uh, AI producing numbers based. So, for example, uh, sports scores and stock market, anything that can be derived from data. We're already seeing artificial intelligence be able to produce that kind of uh, more routine content. Uh, whether or not it actually produces the kind of depth that we were talking about uh, in that really interesting narrative, I think that's uh, probably a ways off. But the whole idea of how technology is going to influence content, I think we're going to see some big changes even in the next couple of years. Absolutely. And, um, and Neil, any thoughts in terms of the future? Anything else you see coming down that uh, is new and exciting? Yes, I think you know, you're going to continue to see AI, machine learning, play an increasingly important role in, in terms of preparing content, providing an ability to, to analyze content and present content, um, helping to align to an organization's business purpose. I mean, the purpose of NTT is to make a positive impact on, on the world, no matter what social background you have, where, where you're located in the world. Um, so there's a lot of content developed inside NTT that promotes that activity um, and, and the, the impact we're having. On, on the world, as well as the good, you know, in my world, it's it's focused on trying to drive sales actually, and, and drive revenue and help, and support the sales team. VR now is is so significant. We've we've actually got um, VR systems in place um, that that are mobile that we can take out to events. But you know, the the, the next stage from that is to build Im immersive experiences inside our data centers, so someone can go into a room in, in our DC in America and actually visit one of the DCs in India. Mm. And I, I've had a, a demo of this. I've been in one of these rooms and it feels like you're in the data center. It really does. So virtual tours, but virtual reality tours, and I'm not saying that will cause people to sign on the dotted line, but it will help them make the decision whether to invest on the journey to go and see see this, this, this um, environment in person. And within that VR environment, your content's coming up. You know, it can be about the, the, the energy efficiencies of the DC or about the, the, the network connectivity the D, DC has. Um, but there are messages all the way through. Um, so that's, that's going to be a big change, I think. Um, and ultimately, you know, in my new world, in, in terms of the network, I think 12, 15 years ago, people were talking about mobile device, devices driving conversions. Um, and enabling, you know, this content, it's the martini moment, you know, being able to deliver content on any device at any location to any individual and content that's relevant to that individual. Actually, it's the network that drives that convergence for me um, because that's linked to the immediacy that we see for, for consuming content and serving content. Mm. Um, so I think evolutions in the network, I think, VR, I think a lot more AI and machine learning. And I think we're not too far away in B2B marketing from really true content personalization using those technologies. You know, and hopefully, potentially, the death of email. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day, yeah. For marketing, shall we say. 
Okay, thank you all, and I'm afraid that is all the time we have for today. Uh, please do get in touch if you'd like to offer comments or thoughts. We love feedback and uh, people getting involved with the discussion, so please get in touch. You can look us up on LinkedIn, uh, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter. Just look for us there under IDC EMEA. Oh, and of course, uh, don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or pretty much wherever you find your podcasts. Please look us up and uh, click that subscribe button. Thank you all very much, and see you next time. Thanks, Miles. And uh, people can reach me on Twitter at, at Kathleen Shop. Thanks, Miles. And look me up on LinkedIn, Neil Curtis, VP Marketing Entity Global Networks.